podcast. Thanks so much for being here. Welcome, 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 welcome. I have a feeling I got to smash the zenith. Yeah. Oh, uh-oh. that's a good start. Some of you are really going to love this. <laughs> oh, okay. It's a, it's gonna be a good day. Gonna be a bright, bright, sunshiny day. Welcome in to each and every one of you to the Eric Zane Show podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures from the Baldwin Ace Hardware. Fear Bunker Studio. Okay. Where to begin? God. It has been, well, now a week and a day since I decided to go and tackle a very necessary thing, and that is getting all four dogs to the vet. They send these little postcards that say Daisy is due for this, this, and this. And they all like arrive at the same time. Bruce is due for this, this, and this. Benny, the one I, and then so on, you know, and they're all like, uh, uh, on the fridge being held up by magnets. And there's a, uh, depiction a little uh drawing of a of a pooch on each card that gets sent from the vet and and the pooch has kind of like a sad look on its face like please take care of me don't neglect my medical care and i and i never do you know me i've been a i'm such a sucker okay And, uh, so this, I was kind of like putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. And then Bruce got bit by Daisy. So I, I took him in Monday to get that thing looked at and say, Hey, while we're here, let's take care of everything else. I go, yeah, sure. Doc, which, uh, a side note, they say, Hey, I'm a vet. Why do we call them doctors? Hey, this is Dr. So-and-so from the so-and-so animal clinic. No free rides. I'm a vet. Well, why wouldn't we say uh, vet so-and-so? Anyway, a little uh, Jerry Seinfeld-like observation there for you. Uh, as I talked uh, about in the last couple of days, that was about 450 bucks for Brucey. Okay, no big deal. That's how it goes. Friday, I followed it up with uh, both O'Neill and Daisy. That set us back uh, $1,098. Okay. $1,098 plus $450. Okay. That's $1,548. Which means all I need to do is hit $452 with yesterday's visit for Benny the One-Eyed Wonder Dog.
before that, I get a phone call from the doc saying that Daisy does, in fact, have a uh, urinary tract infection. So I gotta when I go when I bring Benny, I gotta pick up some medicine for that. So that's gonna tack on more to hers. Another thirty. Which means I now need four hundred and twenty two dollars for Benny's visit to break a thousand. And we shattered it. Another five hundred dollars. That put us over $2,000 for the week. 78 bucks over. So $2,078. Wow. Absolutely epic. <laughs> and he's like, good God. Holy shit, man. That's why I don't get a dog. Yeah, well, okay. Yeah, but I don't spend my money on dumb shit things like video pinball machines and other R-word materials that litter your uh, uh, dwelling, your hobbit hole, okay? I wait, and when I need money for important things, I then spend the money on those important things. Unlike you, hey, mate, hey, hey, Kelsey, look. I, we got options for dinner. Either baloney or nothing. Why, Dad? It's because I got a tabletop defender. <laughs> oh, ow. That's that's how this goes. So uh, I feel pretty good about that, actually. Money well spent, in my opinion. I walked into there and there was, um, I'm starting to like these, uh, doodle dogs when they, they mix a very, like a Labrador or something like that with, um, with a poodle. They're, they're, they're tall, hypoallergenic, curly haired, but silly and dopey like a lab. There was a black Labradoodle in the waiting area of the vet. And I, I come uh, around the corner, and this dog, this giant dog, is so excited to see me. I have never laid eyes on this dog in my life. And if he could speak, he'd say, oh, my God, where have you been? That's right. He sounded a little bit like Maureen. Sorry. And then uh, I was like, oh, so I, like, pet the dog. He's jumping all over, rolling around. And then uh, the the owner is just like uh, having a conversation with one of the techs, knowing that this is this is cool. I'm like, it's okay. I then uh, go around the corner and pick something up at the desk or whatever. I come back and the dog is treating me like he's never seen me before. And I'm like, I just saw you three seconds ago. How can you possibly be? That excited to see, oh my God. (laughs) Fantastic. Well, you know, but, uh, this is, this is how it should be. If you ever have a a pet and, 
and and honestly, this is uh, the truth be told. You can expect some expense when it comes to a pet, and if you're not prepared for that, don't get a dog. Okay, just wait. There are, there's definitely some expense to getting a dog. It doesn't just get it and never take it to the vet. Ding dong. My day just, speaking of dogs, my day just got busier because of Benny, the one-eyed wonder dog. Uh, today, okay, um, I actually watched this unfold from inside of the house. I let all four dogs out. They're going to go potty, then they're going to come in and eat. And then I noticed that all three dogs are uh, at the door. But uh, seconds earlier, just before that, as they're making their way towards the dog, uh, the door, um, it must have been a pterodactyl or I don't know, maybe maybe a bald eagle flew over the area where they were and whatever was inside of the colon of this creature came flying out in a hot stream and landed right on the deck of the yard of the uh, alongside of the pool. And Benny, he saw that. And I watched, I watched him run over to there. And then as the other three dogs are coming in, he then puts his nose down and then just rolls right into it. I mean, like the full on and then gets up and then drags his face in it. And it's, it's like, why do we, what, who decided that we need dogs? Who decided that these are, are good to, to have as pets? I, I, I care little about the cost of keeping the animal healthy. But where I draw the line is when the beast decides, oh, diarrhea just flew out of a bird flying over. I am going, this, is, this could very well be the beginning of the next pandemic right here. Okay, and uh, and then I'm just watching this happen. I open the door. I go, Betty. Whoa! He comes running up to the door, and there's actual his fur is wet from all of this material that's on him now, and he stinks like you wouldn't believe. And I'm like, oh my god! So I don't have time to give him a bath. Because I've got to, you know, prepare for this. I've got to uh, do what I do every day. And that included on that list is not give the dog a bath. So the old uh, wetting of the paper towels and getting uh, most of it off. But he still reeks. I feed the dog and then I put him into. And then I'm like, well, you're not going to be getting on any furniture or anything. I'm putting you in a, in a secluded, isolated room, which I did just that. So now this dog needs a thorough bath. So, I mean, it most, it's like all I do these days is take animals to the vet and, uh, uh bathe humans and, uh, beasts like this. That's, that's what the week has been. Give the NFK a shower, um, which by the way, his feet are right now. You think I'm going to gross you out, but I, I'm not. I am not going to gross you out. Well, probably a little. That's unavoidable. But we have resurrected his feet. I, I have, I shouldn't say we, I have, I've done that. Because, you know, putting the medicine on there 
has made them smooth as a baby's ass. Now, yes, the toes are a little gnarly because of arthritis. And yes, uh, there is a, some toenail fungus on a couple of those. But uh, we have a physical. Um, I say we because I'm in charge of scheduling this shit. Uh, he's due for his physical. And when we go there, I'm going to say, Doc, I need some of that Lamisil. Have you ever had this stuff? You see, this is the uh, Digger the Dermatophyte character that uh, Lamisel had. And that's the little green guy that walks up to the animated toe and lifts the toenail like a hood on a car and then climbs in to the toe meat underneath the nail. And then it's a really a graphic thing. If you think about it, it's kind of triggering. But... Um, you take this Lamisel and it gets rid of it, the toenail fungus, and he's got about two or three bad ones. So that's the next thing. But in the course of taking care of him, I have uh, grown immune to any type of like um, uh, mental blockades to for his. I think that that's what happens to people when they start. You kind of like it's like you, not, nothing affects you anymore. That's how, like, doctors can, um, uh, you know, treat bullet wounds and not be freaked out or anything like that. You know, so uh, that's what's going on. And uh, so, anyway, his foot, remember I described it as looking like a fish. It is vastly improved. He has just uh, two small spots of callus, okay? And the medicine is is taking care of that. And what you do is you... You, you rub the callus, okay, and get it kind of all, uh, well, each time you do that, a little bit more of it falls off into the garbage can. I actually hold his foot over the garbage can and massage the shit out of it to get some of that, that callus off. But I'm going to go and buy one of those. I forget what people call it. It's like a, it's like a stone or a sanding thing. And I'm, I, enough uh, a chunk came off of that thing yesterday that if you wanted to, you could have sprinkled it on a salad. I mean, it has really turned the corner smooth and they look fantastic. And I am so proud of that. And I'm looking, I'm looking at, I got my gloves on my, my, uh, hops, my surgical gloves on. I wear those. Of course I go, Kevy, man, these feet have turned the corner. You have really turned it around. Now he hasn't done anything. I've done it all. But he's like, well, thanks for taking care of me, man. Shit, fucking, fucking shit, fuck. And I go, absolutely, buddy. I'm glad to help. So we are, we are tight. We are, are, are together like peas and carrots, man. The ped egg. That's it. Pumice stone. Uh huh. Our Healy says, I'm going to puke. No, 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 no. This is all good. He is so vastly improved. All right. Jesse says, wait until Benny sleeps on your pillow. He's not allowed into the room until he's bathed. Okay. How the hell did I get on that? Yesterday, YMCA, YMCA, um, Team Knuckle Dragger was there, Andy. Brian, by the way, they, um, before the end of the day, like yesterday, they agree on what color shirt to wear the next day. So today 
they've decided on what, and they have to wear the same color shirts. And they just started including me in that. So they have my, my uh, number and they say, okay, today we're going to go uh, blue shirt, black shorts. And I don't know why that is, but that's, that's like some type of uh, fashion camaraderie, I guess. Um, these are the guys in the video that you saw me when I was bench pressing and set and, and uh, achieve my goal of breaking the 200 pound mark before summer, which is uh, coming up here in about a month. Yesterday I walked in there, they were wearing the yellow. I did not get the memo, but I did give them my number. I said, you got to let me know what color shirt to wear. Okay. So that we can all be wearing the same, the same gear. Don't ask me why, but that's what we do. I, uh, I had no intention of attempting to best my bench press record. And so I start putting the weight on the bench and he goes, "Uh Oh, you going for it? I go, no, I wasn't planning on it. He goes, why not? I go, well, I don't know. I, I figured I, I did it last week. I should, uh, I should wait. He goes, no, 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 you're, you're fine. How many days has it been? I go, I don't know. Six. He goes, you're fine. Go for it. I go, go for the record. He goes, yeah, go for the record. So, okay. Takes me a little, little bit, a uh, little bit of time to work, work up to that. And this is after I've finished my running. Okay. Uh, preparing for the Grand Rapids half marathon against Mike Ball. And that win is planned. That, by the way, is... Uh, I haven't missed a day of running in weeks now. I just started my third week of this. Um, I've had 15 training days, or 15 days in that time, 13 of which I've trained. Each of those weeks had a day off. So at the end of this week, I will have, if all goes as planned, 18 training days and three days off. Coming for you, Mike Ball. Got done with that one. Over to the bench. Andy says, no, we're going for the record, man. Come on. Slowly work up to that. Put the weight on. Uh, 205 is the best. As I said, I put 210 on there. Okay. Uh, I failed. I could not do it. Um, it moved quite a bit actually, but then I just ran out of steam. They had to help, help it off me. And he was, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, you're, you're going to start to see these gains get smaller and smaller. That's all right though. You're doing great. So just wanted to know, even with, with the good, I can brag about the book. Uh, I almost said book. I can brag about the uh, good, but also I can tell you about the heartache and the sorrow when I don't achieve my goal. But still, I feel good about it. All right. For you folks that are enjoying the show on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, I'm going to cut you loose. Just know that if you want to continue the show, it's available on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. The full audio podcast will be available wherever you download podcasts. Thank you for your time, and I will cut you loose now. There you go. We didn't need them anyway. Hang on. 
Need something to drink. All right. How you doing, Brucey? Yeah. What's up, buddy? Uh, Aram says, keep him stocked with Lil Debbie, Ice Cream Mike, and I won't be able to bet on him. You know, I'm going to be running so much. It doesn't, it's not going to matter what you put into my body. The calorie number is going to be through the roof as the weekly mileage numbers get to uh, 40, 50, and 60 miles in a week. Right now, it's only like 18, 19. But as the mileage numbers increase, the calorie consumption is going to be off the charts. So it does. it's not going to matter. But uh, that's all if I can keep this up. You know me. I'm liable to just give up. You'll know it. You'll know it. It's always the same. As soon as I stop talking about it, then you know I have given up. Okay? That is a regular thing. Uh, A question about the NFK's toenail. Oh, God, do we really need to do that? Did the fungus make the toenail super thick? Yes. Uh, what they it does to you is it robs your uh, toes of normal growth, the toenail of growing out off of the end of the toe, which you then take care of. And instead, it, it grows thick and brittle and yellow and horrible. Is the race just an excuse to eat desserts? No, no, I want to, I've got a, I've got some, uh, redemption in mind. You know, I'm, uh, I'm driven, but, uh, that would be, that is a fine side effect. Zane is in full Rocky two training mode. Can't drop the E at a U says I had four count them. Four drumstick ice cream cones yesterday. I'm proud of you, Kent. That is exceptional. I'll be seeing you very soon, Kent. Because the paint is going on the walls downstairs. The priming is done. As soon as the room is painted, uh, Jacob and Jason are coming in to install the flooring. So I got to come in there and buy some flooring and use the Eric Zane Show podcast 10% discount. Which, by the way, Kent, um, you and I both know that the hardest thing in the world to do is be able to communicate with the boss. Flooring, Flooring King Darwin. I have uh, now fired off a couple of texts about getting Darwin to renew for another marketing campaign so that I can send Zaniacs to see you at the discount outlet. I am 0 for 2. I think since you're a man on the inside, 
I'm going to need some aggressive help on your part to make this happen. Because in three days, is it three days? Uh, I'm sorry, five days, the marketing campaign ends Sunday, June 20, uh, May 22. That's it. And I, I need this. I, we have to keep this going. It, we're on a absolute roll. So Kent, drop the E out of you. Help me help out a brother. Sorry about all the mouth noise. Drinking water. Uh, Kenny says that Eric is going to keep eating all the little Debbie stuff. Mike Ball brings him no matter what. Eric is like that old dude at the YMCA who said he goes there because he likes to eat cookies. That's true. He did say that. Don, I like to eat cookies. That's why I run. And he's thin as a rail. Let me tell you. Uh, yesterday, um, okay, the idea of exercising is one thing. And uh, and some of you uh, made the comment like, yeah, but how are you eating? And, and, and I'm not eating well at all. Um, yesterday, I had, okay, um, three pieces of fried chicken mashed potatoes with gravy and butter, corn. Yeah, it was like a regular picnic lunch. A Little Debbie cupcake, which is very similar to Hostess cupcakes, but a little smaller. I had a fun-size Snickers, a fun-size Milky Way, and a fun-size Twix. So the eating is not there, but I, I, I'm thinking of turning that around. I'm thinking of actually getting after it. Ladies and gentlemen, we are joined by Frank Jude Fuss. Hey, Jude. And uh, I was thinking about you, Frank. Frank from My Policy Shop Insurance. Before January 1, it was mid-December, I was talking with him about the NFK. I made a passing comment about the surgery, the neck surgery. He interrupted me. He goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's up with that? I go, what? He's got insurance. He goes, yeah, but he doesn't have the right Medicare. I can see that right now. If you get that insurance, he's going to be on the hook for 10 to 20% of it. I go, well, what what can you do? He goes, well, whoever filled out his Medicare form when he got started on this however many years ago did it wrong. I'm going to fix that. However, the changes won't take effect till January 1. Punt the surgery till any date after January 1, 2022, and you will save thousands of dollars. Thousands of dollars. And we did turn it did uh uh, proved to be a 20% savings because the surgery, and I just got the bill for it. Well, he's actually paying a, a portion of it, um, was $85,000. He had to make four payments, the NFK did, of $450 to pay for it. So that's uh, $1,800 was all that he was on the hook for, as opposed to as opposed to um, uh, 
that would be almost that would be seventeen thousand dollars he would have owed. So Frank saved him um, seventeen thousand dollars minus whatever it is he's paying. I can't do the math. Minus eighteen hundred, that'd be fifteen thousand two hundred dollars. Saved him fifteen thousand two hundred dollars. I think if my math is correct. Uh, all because, and that was just because of uh, him noticing. Hey, Eric. Yeah, you know this is all. This is what I'm talking about with Frank. Okay. I just introduced him to Stu McAllister. Stu's one of these. Oh, I just can't afford it. Like, well, yeah. Well, what do you know about it? Nothing. Well, you see, that's the problem. You guys think that the way it is that uh, if you that you can't afford health insurance, you absolutely can. My God, would you just let the man do his job? For Pete's sake. Um, to reach Frank, 616-914-4070, my policy shop insurance. 616-914-4070 or go to buy insurancehere.com for um, marketplace insurance if you're either self-employed or unemployed Uh, Medicare you or someone you love 65 or about to turn 65 and pretty much every other type of insurance that exists he can uh, he can help you one way shape or form Uh, just reach out to him and mention me too he'll pick up the MAGA phone hey MAGA MAGA hotline 616-914-4070 today. Send him a text. He'll respond. He's going to send you a link, which is kind of like one of these uh, appointment links. And you can decide where you want to meet him or if you want to do it by phone or Zoom or whatever you want. 616-914-4070. Twitch brought to you by, and I should say Twitch and Facebook brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Thank you so much. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. Alan will be with me today at 7 p.m. for another rip-roaring edition of Tech Tuesday. Tech Tip Tuesday. Alan is going to give you the tip. Just the tip. Thank you for sponsoring Twitter. And then the aforementioned Frank, he sponsors YouTube. These are all platforms he's been canceled from. YouTube, thank you so much. Uh, follow me, Eric Zane Show on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. Bell notification brought to you by My Policy Shop Insurance. Okay. Dear Meathead, tomorrow with my 88-year-old father. Uh, send in your questions. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. Um, I heard from uh, someone the other day that you don't know, and I don't think I've ever discussed him on the show. And uh, out of the blue, you ever have this happen? Out of the blue, somebody from your past reaches out to you. In this case, a college roommate. Kenneth writes, Big Ken. Ah, ah, ah. Does 213 Merrill Hall ring a bell? Do you remember where the loser sign came from? Many years before making, <clears throat> excuse me before making its way into movies and television. Can you calmly drive through a fast food drive-thru without crashing your girlfriend's car? I was just wondering if you are who I think you are. If so, how life turned out for you. 
If none of these things are familiar, just disregard this email with my apologies. Thanks for your time. That's Big Ken. When we moved into uh, uh, Merrill Hall, room 213, uh, this dude uh, is there and uh, a little quiet um, and, and definitely different because he liked to drink beers with us, but he liked to do it uh, while he ha- uh, was tying flies for fly flish, uh, fly fishing, fly fishing. So hold, hold on a second. Stacy, no. So here we are getting ready to go out to the bar. And uh, we're like, Ken, we're going out. Let's go. We're going to get hammered. and We're going to puke in the street. And he's like, well, no, I'm going to stay in. I got to tie these flies. And he's got the little apparatus that holds onto it, a little uh, magnifying glass. And he's tying these flies. And then the fucker is on a Friday night. So he'd have maybe a couple of beers or something like that. And then uh, and then we'd go out and we'd come back at two in the morning uh, barfing everywhere. And there he is with now a shoebox full of flies that he's tied. And so we're giving him shit and busting his balls. And then uh, Saturday rolls around and he rolls to the, uh, he, he says, hey, can you give me a ride? Why? Where? To the local uh, uh, sporting goods store. Well, why? Well, this is like when we first got started in the, uh, you know, him living in the dorm. Why? What, what the fuck for? Well, all, you know, all those flies I was making, I got to go sell them. We're like, what the fuck? So we then jump in the car and we go to like uh, uh, whatever the local sport. When I say sporting goods, I mean sportsmen's, uh, you know, hillbilly shit that you rednecks do. Uh, shoot shit, catch a uh, trap, all that bullshit. And we're like, come on, hurry the fuck up, man. Uh, cranking Def Leppard, wearing our acid wash jeans. And, uh. He'd truck his ass in there and he'd come out with a fucking stack of bills. Like, what the fuck happened, Ken? And he goes, well, this guy, I know him. He loves my shit. And so I I tied him on. They're they're a killer. He makes a ton of money off of me. Like, what? You asshole. Give us some of your money. He's like, fuck you. And then he'd go back and make more. Like, holy shit. Who is this? Who is this Fred Bear fuck that lives with us? Oh my God, who are you? Uh, 18, 19 year old dude. And uh, that's what he did. And so a really bright, very strong GPA. And he even had, um, he would uh, also on the side for money, um, type, do homework for people. I'm not even kidding you. Um, some of the athletes that where, where we lived, Maryland Thorpe is where all of the, uh, the athletes for the school lived and he he would type papers for these fuckers and and not just like uh they would write it and then he'd type it on a typewriter i mean like he'd do their homework and get make money he was hustling so that was incredible and you know kind of like after we left school um i i never heard from him again and that's my fault or or his fault when you're that young, you know, you never think to like, Hey, let's stay in touch. You just like leave, you know? 
So I uh, I write back, Big Ken, holy shit. Hi, buddy. Where are you? Still tying flies? Diana and I have been married for 30 years in July. Three children. My son is 27, married with two kids. My middle daughter is 25. Uh, my youngest is going to be 20. He writes back, and this doesn't surprise me a bit. Eric, I live in Hillsdale, Michigan. Now, if you know anything about the great state of Michigan, Hillsdale is like probably the biggest fortress of like-minded hunter-gatherer hillbillies that exist on the entire planet. I think Hillsdale has like a giant wall around it, okay, Uh, to keep Democrats out. He writes, I still live there. I still hunt, fish, tie flies, make my own ammo, etc. Not a surprise. I can I can guarantee you. I can guarantee you this guy's residence is an absolute fortress. Ken writes, I always wondered if you and Diana would get married. He writes, 30 years is a long time. Tell her I said hi. I've been married for 18 years. My wife is seven years my junior. Big Ken! Registered nurse, which should be a big plus in my old age. I have one child, a daughter, graduated high school today. I also have two stepchildren, a boy and a girl. They're in their mid-20s. And then he goes back to this. You still get shared credit for the loser sign. Now, what he's referring to is... um, when you make an L with your right hand, we had, I had been doing that for years and, um, that he still thinks that I invented that. Now I got it from my brother, Mike, regular Mike. And, uh, you'd hold that up to someone and they're like, wait, why are you holding? They didn't know because nobody did that. Then he says, you also pointed out that it has to be given right handed or you'd be giving it to yourself. He says, left-handed is more natural for me being left-handed. Then he writes, you know, I've heard credit for that given to Jim Carrey more than once since I guess he did it in a movie. The truth will likely never be known. By the way, I've attached a fairly current photo of me with this monster deer that I killed. (laughs) I'm going to show it to you. Taken with my crossbow. 200 yards from my house signed Ken a real son of a bitch if you live in Hillsdale Michigan you must sign your name a real son of a bitch look at this monstrosity that he killed holy shit look at the size of this now I don't know shit about uh, racks and spreads but one, two, three, four, visible, five, six, seven, eight, visible. And I think you would measure from that point to that point to get the distance. And that's what these hillbillies do. They love this shit. And look at him. He's wearing the camo. He's got a GD compass pinned 
to his camo. Okay. Big can ah, ah, ah. in the background. This lantern, probably that's how he lights his home. Propane all there. Oh, this is fantastic. He's got a, I, that must have a, uh, yeah, obviously to tell you where the hell you're going, the compass, but I just love the fact that he's got a compass pinned to his gear. Cole says that's a nice rack. Boo says that's a nice deer. Too bad it was with a crossbow. Uh-oh. Chris says that thing is a cow. Someone's going to feast on venison. I followed up with holy fuck and then a typo. Holy fuck, Len. Look at that fucking deer. So awesome. Uh, and I wrote, what do you do for a living? You were always super smart. Then he writes, unfortunately, I'm a machine operator. <laughs> What's wrong with that? That's a, that's a great gig, man. Fucking support your family. Unfortunately, I'm a machine operator. If I remember, he was very bright and like, I mean, he would kick ass and like physics and chemistry and shit. Uh, he has, he named the company and then he says, they make primarily shocks, brake pads, struts, and exhaust parts. The plant I work at produces original equipment, exhaust parts, around 70% GM, 30% Chrysler business. I dropped out in my junior year of college for personal reasons, not grades. I had a 3.54 GPA at the time. I tried a little freelance writing, was published a couple times in, <laughs> of course, I was published a couple times in Fur Fish Game Magazine. But that fizzled out. I do a little teaching, but only for my wife. I taught her college algebra and chemistry classes at home so so she could get her LPN. Nice. Which she later furthered into an RN. I must have done okay. She went from totally lost to passing both classes with an A-. minus. Oh, yeah. You're smart as fuck, Ken. I guess I should have said that the buck was actually a nine point with a 22 and a quarter inch spread. It weighed 215 pounds dressed, which would put it at about 275 live. Diana could have ridden it around like a pony. (laughs) And I wrote that buck looked uh, ludicrously large. Had you given, had you seen it before leading up to when you finally got it? Ken says my wife videoed and took pictures of this monster in my front yard the morning before when I was at work. At one point, it was 10 feet from the living room window, eyeing my daughter's dog and pawing the ground (laughs) in the pictures, which were taken at 25 or 30 yards. The buck looks more reddish, but that could have been just how the light was hitting it. Yeah, I'm telling you, sounds like Fred Bear. Some of us teenage thrill seekers really want to go out and get a thrill. Have him go up to the northwest and tangle with a grizzly bear, a polar bear, a brown bear. I'll get their thrill. We'll cleanse the soul. Hey, Fred, <laughs> you go up on that ridge and I'll go down in the swamp. We'll get that buck. I think I did that backwards. Uh, my wife was picking on me saying, you're, you're never going to see this thing again. 
The, and then he writes, the chances of having two bucks of those proportions on my 15 acres one day apart would be extremely small. But I walked out and shot it at 8.15 a.m. on Election Day 2020. I still voted, but not until that evening. Oh, yeah, I can imagine that day in Hillsdale. I, it was probably like the Hunger Games. You walked outside there and you put that bolt right in the uh, in both lungs of that fucker. And then he went down and then there was probably fireworks that went off in Hillsdale saying, Ken got him with like an image of the buck in the air next to Trump's face. And then you're like, yeah, yeah, all right. Woohoo, yeah. I'm going to vote and Trump's going to win. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> that is the, you've never heard a word on this show about this fucking legend. Big Ken. Ah, ah, ah. I'm going to take every bit of this audio and send it to him. I don't know what he means when he writes, uh, can you calmly drive through a fast food drive through without crashing your girlfriend's car? I do not remember. That had to be intoxication. I had to have been drunk. Would not surprise me in the least. Holy cow. So much fun. Well, now you know. Now you know Big Ken. All right. Thank you to JM Synthetics for helping bring you the intro of the Eric Zane Show podcast. If you need Amsoil products, call upon Jason Mays. So you go to the website, jmsynthetics.com, and Amsoil products, the best in the uh, in the business hands down uh you shop by product you shop by piece of equipment whatever you want and then there's a web there is a phone number right there on the website at jmsynthetics.com that is uh jason mays's phone number and he's gonna pick up the phone or you can even text him and say hey i am so and so i listen to the zane show send me this this and this boom it's at your door it's that simple there's a little venmo transaction that happens somewhere in there but uh, you'll figure that out i don't want to bore you with that jmsynthetics.com a lot of the businesses over the years have had a couple of initials there's jm synthetics remember a and d heating and uh i'm sorry uh cleaning services remember bk guns and stuff uh how about right here a and e heating and cooling which i keep meaning to play their ad on here so you can see the multi-talented uh david doing his uh, Joe decided he didn't want to be in the uh, uh, TV ad for it probably because he knew um, so many ovaries would explode inside of women. If he was seen inside like on a TV commercial, uh, a and E heating and cooling six, one, six, five, one, six, 85, 79. If you are interested in getting that AC tuned up and you absolutely should be interested, you should see Joe, David, or Jason, uh, twice a year, once for the AC, once for the furnace system. If you need a new setup, they'll let you know this one's shot. You need a new furnace. You need a new AC. They'll install the comfort maker brand of furnaces and air conditioners, which is the best in the entire heating and cooling industry. Uh, but you won't, know it because you're going to be paying a lot less than you will for any of these other scam artists 
who go through and make stupid, ridiculous commercials uh, of the stupid boys playing tennis with the uh, uh, dumb old senile mom squawking in the background. Shut up. 616-516-8579 for A&E Heating and Cooling. Is there anything worse than that horseshit Jacobson's commercial? Fuck off. A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. All right. While I'm at it, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505. If you need a mortgage, this is who you call. Doesn't matter where you are in the U.S., there are some exceptions, South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, and Hawaii. Other than that, call Mario when you need a mortgage. Mention, hey, I heard about you on the Eric Zane Show podcast. Uh, I'm in. Help me out. Now, it could be your 10th mortgage. Your credit is fantastic. This is an easy process. If you've been living the loser lifestyle for a little bit and your credit score is in the shitter, uh, that sucks, but he can fix it. Sometimes it's not because of anything you did wrong. It could be a divorce or something like that. Maybe you're, you have uh, debilitating medical bills that cause some type of um, uh, downward spiral. That is, uh, it is possible, but still you can get out of the scenario of paying rent to some loser slumlord. Reach out to Mario today, 231-332-6505. Okay, we got to put a pause on this because you know it. It's time to go potty. Don't go anywhere. Oh, the usual horseshit comments. Brady fan, 1989. Jeez, you old ass. LOL, you only made it 52 minutes and you have to pee already. Well, I don't know if you know this, but uh, that whole kidney thing, yeah, that matters. My system's not quite like your system, dickhead. Aram takes a run at Big Ken. He says, big challenge. It walked up to your house. Well, you're a shithead. Who gives a fuck? You can still shoot it. What do you want him to do? Say, all right, yeah, you got to go get a head start and I'll chase you. Aram is anti-deer hunter. Wow, sounds like that poor deer really needed to be killed. Oh, come on. Quit being such a pussy. Wow. You realize that when people do that, they harvest the deer. They eat it. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. That's the same. Are you, does that mean you don't ever eat anything like a cow or a chicken? Look at Kyle. He said, it's better that deer ruin farmers' crops than starve in the woods, right? All right. I can't let this go. Okay. Hold on a second. I hear something. I'll be right back. Sorry. You ever like um, use a toilet and then it keeps running? And you hear it and you're like, uh-oh. That, I had to go jiggle the handle.
Rom. Hey. Aram, this is Eric. How are you? I know. Hey. No, well, I'm good. I'm so good. I didn't re I didn't realize you were such a you were like uh anti hunter. Oh, very much. Well what about what have you eaten in the past day? Has there been any meat products? No. You don't ever eat any meat? Um I don't. I mean if it's already been killed then Wait. I will if it's uh, like at a buffet or something like that. Okay. Well, you see, that's at, that's like hypocritical. Uh, I mean, in yeah, it is. It is. It's kind of hypocritical, but <laughs> no, no, it but, it uh, is. It's it's a million times hypocritical. It's the most yeah. hypocritical. <laughs> mm. Uh. I don't. I don't know about that because I mean, I I won't. I won't order something to be, which would make, mean that it was killed Wait for me. Wait a minute. So you're telling me that if you go to the Chinese buffet and they've got, yeah. uh, you know, beef tips and sweet and sour chicken, uh, that's okay. But if Big Ken no. har harvests a deer, no, it's not okay. It's not okay. Well, okay. Well, first of all, it is. It is okay that you eat meat. It <laughs> that is okay. You you absolutely can eat meat. I and I know I know what it's like because I felt bad too when I see a sweet baby calf or or a cow or something like that. It's terrible. It really drives me nuts. I get it. But I can't I can't go full on down the road of uh, you know, indicting people who eat meat. I mean, you know, it's just, it's just the way it is. <laughs> Are you mowing the lawn around? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I just, I was, I was making breakfast. Oh, what are you having? What are you having? Beans? Eggs and... Eggs! Uh, oh! <laughs> you're what? having eggs? Well, eggs, my yeah. God, you're a goddamn hypocrite. Holy shit. <laughs> Why? Why? Because that's a meat product. No, it isn't. It's a chicken. It's a baby chicken. No, it's not. No, it's not. What well, did you get it from a pterodactyl? What? What are you it's talking about? Not, it's, it's not a fertilized egg. It's not an actual chicken. Right, but you Is get there? that from uh, you know a, a, an animal that's having uh, you're you're stealing babies from the mom. You're no, because it's not fertilized. <laughs> there isn't a rooster. They're calling you a murderer, Aram. They're, that's what they're doing. Uh, an egg murderer? That's what they're saying. Oh. All right. Well, I can't even get behind stupid. that. It's not the same. It's 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 just an egg. I get it. But, you know, yeah, some yeah. some people yeah. who are like vegans, they would hate your guts for eating those eggs. They would want to kill you yeah. for eating those eggs. I think they're better. I think they're better than me, really, honestly. Because, I mean, I just I, I don't see why... A deer's life is worth less than mine. Kenny says that egg could have lived, Aram. This is all it your fault. Yeah, it's not a living thing. He says that you took a, you took away its chance to live. You are the Derek Chauvin. No, of if of, it had been fertilized by a rooster, then yes. <laughs> okay. But no. All right. So you are not impressed with Big Ken's. Uh, harvesting of that enormous deer. 
No, I wish the deer had kicked his ass. Maybe gored him, just like, you know. Yep. His crossbow didn't work, and the gore, and the deer yep. killed him so that he could then yep. be dead in front of his wife and child. That would have been. That would have impressed me. That yep. is, you are a sick, twisted fuck <laughs> is what you are. And don't ever forget that. Okay. What about Kenny says, what would a Ram do? If anybody has questions uh, to uh, uh, paint a Ram into a corner, please leave them on the chat. Kenny Kenny adds, so what would you do a Ram if you hit and killed a deer with your car? Would you harvest it or just leave it there? You just cry. I would cry and I would take it to a doctor. Uh, Corey says, I can kind of see a Ram's point. Buying meat from a store is not the same as hunting when you don't need it to survive, he says. Cole says, I'm team people. Kill all the animals. Uh, uh, Sam the Jew refers to you as a pussy. Uh, uh-huh. Kate says, after he picks all the auto parts of it, no, he shouldn't eat that deer. Uh, let's see. Anything else I'm reading as I uh, as I, as I uh, do so this? What do you, so... Does Big Ken, is he happy with himself with the babies that that deer just left behind that are looking for its father or mother? Uh, I don't know. I think that's fun. I don't know if he is. I will have to ask him his opinion on that. I don't want to put words into his mouth, yeah. but I don't because, think I mean, he's... They, they do have feelings and they do miss their parents. I mean, yeah. it, it clearly, when you, I mean... They're uh-huh. not they're just inanimate objects. I don't they're I, actually living things. When I when I get Big Ken on the show, I'm going to ask him. I don't think he felt bad because he was he looked very excited in that picture of him with the strung up dead deer. Yeah. So yeah. I would I would guess he is very happy with himself. I mean, I think I mean, yeah, I don't I don't know what uh what yeah, what what drives someone to kill to kill it? Well, I you know I know I can't do I cannot do this. I I would not be able to do it. So I would just, but I I can't say that I uh, I have the same uh, opinion as you do. I just know that it's not for me. You know. Yeah, a salad with black beans. I can build as much muscle as as I need. Yeah, but the chicken would taste so much better. Yeah, I don't know. I. I don't know, some a, a living thing kind of like fermenting in my body. It's just not really. <laughs> Nick, uh, Nick writes, Jesus Christ, Aram, someone holding your purse while you make these statements. He is questioning your manhood, Aram, and I think that's below board. I think I think having to shoot something to feel like a man yeah. is... Right. Oh, I get it. ...is pathetic. Oh, yeah, I absolutely know where you're coming from. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Cole in Colorado Springs calls you the pussy of the day. That's horrible. Uh-huh. But why? I don't know. I think he, these people are, are they're, they're going about they're this. Wor- they're just saying yes, words. That's what they're doing. It's like scorched earth. They're just taking a run at you. They're just saying words. There's, they're not, 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 nothing, no substance to it. Chris says, good God, go eat a mushroom. Uh, Stand your okay, uh, uh, Kate says, stand your ground, Aram. You're doing great. Absolutely. You are. You are doing great. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Sarah what? says, I think if a deer did $3,000 dam- $3, damage to your car, you might change your mind. What do you think about that, Aram? No. 
It's not going to change my mind. Drive better. Uh, it's going to drive better. <laughs> no, no, I said tell him oh, to drive oh, better. Oh, tell it, Sarah. Yes, okay. Um, let's see. Don't drive so fast. All right. Uh, go harvest some moon rays with your crystal, says Sam. <laughs> which is funny. I don't know what that means. It just sounds uh, funny. Uh, all right. Well, I, I think I think yeah. we have uh, I think we've kind of like hit a stalemate in this war, Aram. All right, but uh, perhaps yeah. if I can get Big Ken on here, you two can uh, duke it out one day. Yeah, sure, sure. All right. Well, you have a good one. Okay. All right. What I'll what is your chat. what is your sweet wife's wife's name? Christy. Joanna. Christy. Why would I say Christy? Uh, I don't know. Because I'm terrible with names. Tell Joanna I said hello. Oh, okay. 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 And, uh, and, and you did a great job here. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. Well, I'm going to not eat any meat from now on. <laughs> you're, you're going to actually, I've convinced. Even if, it's, even if it's already been killed. So you're telling me, well, of course it's all already have been killed. It's not like you're going to go up to a cow and take a bite out of his side. Well, yeah, but I mean, if 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 the food's going to get thrown away, then I will eat it. Yeah, because there's no point wasting its life. But I'm not going to ask something to be killed. So for you me. are you telling me that you just took another step towards veganism with this phone call? Not veganism, uh, vegetarianism, pescatarianism, probably. All right, very interesting. Very interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well. Um, okay. All right. I think uh, I think I think we uh, our our ground has been covered. I leave you with this. uh, If you're looking at your uh, phone when you hang up, you will see Big Ken and his big buck, twenty two point two. Look at that picture. Twenty two point two five inches on the on the spread. Very very impressive. Okay. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's babies will grow up and break his windows or something. All right, Aram. Thank you, buddy. Right. Thanks. Aram, not at all happy with big Ken. I could see he was furious. Uh, ask the lion if he feels for the lamb, Aram. Well, I mean, I'm sure Aram might say no, but those are wild animals. We are humans. We have the ability to discern. Uh, I, uh, every time we talk about this, I do start to feel bad to some degree. Like when I had the animal rights activists on, uh, yes, there is something in my head that does kind of trigger that perhaps I should start eating only vegetables or beans, things like that. But right now I'm not going to lie to you. If there was a plate of that Meyer chicken, which is so underrated, I'm going to eat the shit out of that. The thighs in the Meyer fried chicken are so big, they look like breasts. They What they've done there is they have uh, worked with the local farmer and injected it with some of the best chemicals known to man. To make that chicken huge. And then when it's processed, you have these 
huge, gigantic pieces of meat that are ridiculously effective in nourishing your old pal, Eric Zane. Yeah, you know, I see that, Josh. He says, imagine how crap your shish kebab bar would be with no meat. I, I, uh, I will tell you this, that right now I do feel compassion for animals. And then I eat. So I don't feel enough compassion to even be remotely close to wanting to stop eating uh, meat. Okay? I am all about it. But at the same time, if I'm... It, it isn't even so much that if I'm eating uh, uh, a lamb chop and you show me a, a, a little lamb running around playing with kids, I am not going to stop eating. It's not even that far. Chris says, I'm getting hungry. I'm hungry too. I want meat this second. All right. Thank you, uh, Aram. You did quite well. Uh, I can't wait to get Big Ken on the show. Big Ken. Ah, ah, ah. Uh, help wanted dumpster divers. This is hilarious. This isn't a commercial or anything. This is something that actually happened. Um, Patriot Nick screenshot this help wanted ad. Uh, And he writes this. Even Kyle's help wanted ads come off as if he smoked an entire plant. Kyle writes, help wanted. Hey guys, uh, dumpster divers is hiring, man. He didn't write man. This is, this is verbatim. Dumpster divers is hiring. Please share or let me know if you know anybody looking. Preferably, but pretty flexible with this LOL. Part-time Tuesday, 8A to 5P. Thursday, 8A to 5P. And Saturday, 8A to 2P. We'll, cool with driving heavy-duty trucks with dumpsters on them. We'll need a chauffeur's license, but we can help make that happen. And then he writes all caps, must, bullet point, be cool, LOL. <laughs> Must be willing to drive a lot, do junk removal jobs and demo jobs when we get them. So there is some labor to this. Must move with urgency. Not that you have to run or anything, but just somebody who wants to go and not sit around and take forever to do something, LOL. Important. We are a small company, which means this job might seem like it's a little, it's little or insignificant, but it's not. This job comes with a built-in promotion, all caps, down the road. We are working on getting this company ready for franchising, which means we need people to eventually run this location. So you would start as a driver, but we would invest in your future and teach you how the business works, how to run the, and then the screenshot ends. Anyway, so not only is that informative in case you want to reach out to him, but Nick's right. He writes the way he talks. 
Kabubi69 writes, be cool is code for likes to get high. Kyle says anything about how to do the zipper merge. Concerning Aram, Nick writes, Aram's stance is bullshit because he'd rather someone else kill the animal than him. And that's supposedly more respectful to the animals. That is a strong, strong uh, a bit of language there, Aram. Um, how do you respond to that? Terry says the dumpster divers help wanted ad is the best ad I've ever heard. I believe that. All right. Where the hell am I? Ooh, baseball player Nestor Cortez. I'd never heard of him. Don't know who the hell he is. I guess he's great. This is a dude who's kind of toiled in the minor leagues for uh, an amount of time. I think he's 27 and finally has been given a shot in the bigs and he's killing it. He's uh, his earn run average after seven starts is a minuscule 1.35 for those of you who know anything about that. That's awesome. Uh, so this is what happens though. Today's world. If someone comes out of nowhere and does well, uh, you must be ready. You you should, if you suddenly start doing well, um, anything that indicates the past should be destroyed. Social media is a good thing to get rid of if you start to become successful because someone is going to go through tweet by tweet and rip you a new one. And that has happened. This is the old, no, we cannot have nice things. We cannot have cool stories. All right. Uh, We can't have people becoming successful because the world has to put you in your place. All right. Now, had Nestor Cortez two days ago said something that was just ridiculous on social media. Well, that's one thing. Uh, they went back to when he was a in high school, when he was 16 years old. And he used to like to quote rap songs that he liked. And so he would type out N-word drop in, uh, with, with an A at the end and, uh, and things like that. And somebody came up to him and uh, tried to cancel him over that. It was, uh, and it was one of those moments where it was after a big game and he's by his locker room and he's just performed well and some asshole reporter walks up and just cold cocks up with the info. So what's this all about? And he's like, God, hang on. I, I had this story and then I lost it. New York Post, Nestor Cortez. Uh, Nestor Cortez apologized and said he was pissed at himself for old tweets in which he used offensive language, offensive language nearly a decade ago when he was in high school. 
Um, a Twitter user retweeted the old tweets on Sunday, uh, tweets on Sunday in which Cortez used the N word and, and in an A more than a dozen times. What an asshole. Who the fuck? Uh, when Cortez saw what had happened, he said he was shocked. Those aren't the messages I want to send out. Yeah, it was when you were 16 years old. Who gives a shit? Um, he said before the Yankees faced the Orioles at Camden Yards on Monday, I deleted my Twitter account to clean stuff up. Hopefully I can make a better impact in the world for the people that look up to me or give a better example. Yeah, I get it. I get it. And uh, I, part of me wishes he would say, yeah, so what? You should see what I would say in public. That was even worse. Or you should see, oh, man, you should see what I wrote on Facebook. I didn't even have a, a an A at the end. I used a hard R, you know? Uh, so what? What are you going to do about it? I don't speak that way now, and I wouldn't dare put that now. This is completely ridiculous. The only person who's done anything wrong here is me for uh, not realizing that this was a thing. I should have deleted this before I got good. It's not my fault that I sucked for 10 years before I started getting good at baseball. Jesus. Asked if he remembered the tweets. He did not lie, and he said, oh, yeah, I, I, I do remember making those tweets. Uh, again, these are all N-word and an A. Uh, N-word, I ain't worry about nothing, ha. Real N-word, and then he tags somebody. It's all just nonsense, stuff that a child would do. A 15 or 16-year-old. Lil Wayne is a joke, LOL. That N-word and an A is in his own little world. Hashtag gotta love him. He wrote, the only fake N-word that came to Hialeah is you. How are you gonna go over there now and say we are fake at Andy Gonzalez 45? Who gives a shit? Okay, and as it goes, this dude's from south of the border, okay? I don't know. Is he Mexican? Is Nestor Cortez Mexican? Cuban. Okay? Now, as it, as it stands, I know this. White guys can't do that. Don't ask me why. Just can't. And I know black guys can. Don't ask me why. It's just the way it is. I don't care. That doesn't bother me at all. Cubans, though. Hmm. I don't know. Remember, the real problem with white people not saying uh, in saying that word is, you know, this goes back generations, slavery. Okay? But... I don't know of many Cubans who were uh, uh, slave owners. Is that has that ever happened? Have there ever been Cubans uh, uh, dressed up like Colonel Sanders in the South? Uh, you know, drinking a mint julep 
uh, on the front porch yelling at the help. I I don't think so. So I don't, this might not even be any problem at all. But Nestor says, uh, you know, that's not who I, well, I give him credit. He owned it and then just said, yeah, I don't want anything to do with it. I'm, I'm deleting the account. It's not acceptable, he added. But I think he's hard on himself. And he says, uh, I feel like it wasn't the right message that I wanted to send out when I was 17 years old. Translation, I fucked up. But I was also 16, 17 years old. He said, uh, that was all 10 years ago, 11 years ago. I deactivated my Twitter to clean stuff up. It's not acceptable. He said, I think I could have managed myself and said stuff differently. Yeah, you're a kid. You're supposed to do stupid shit like that. I wish that one of these people would say, yeah, um, it's too bad that this has to manifest now, but I was a dumbass punk then. And that's what dumbass punks say and do. You do dumbass punk stuff. So this qualifies as dumbass punk stuff. In fact, I'm going to leave it all up there as an example of what can happen to a dumbass punk when he's a dumbass punk. But I'm not a dumbass punk anymore. <coughs> I'm a I'm a grown-ass man, and I don't talk like a fucking idiot anymore. I am now leaving this up there. In fact, I'm going to screenshot this and make it the first thing you see when you go to my uh, to, to, to where I'm at on Twitter. I'm not going to run away from this at all. In fact, I'm going to start to use that word more often. Wycon Rob says the 17-year-old Cuban baseball player is like 24. Yeah, I've heard about that. Isn't there like some lying about the age sometimes going on? That could be the case. Um, Chris says, I agree. This was just talking shit. I'm just saying we can't ignore what kids say just be- just because they're kids. No, no, I, yeah, I get it. But when they're kids, you bring it up. You don't bring it up 10 years after the fact. Like, in, in an attempt to cancel somebody. Kids are stupid. Look at Bruce. One million percent on his back with all four paws straight up in the air. Chris says, different conversation, Eric. You're behind on it. Sorry. Sometimes I am. Sometimes me trying to catch up on shit is, uh, is a problem. I take it out of context. Radio voice Linda says Bruce is so damn cute. He really is. He's completely cashed right now. A million percent sleeping on his back with his paws in the air. Daisy, I can't play with you right now. She's pawing me. She's like, I want to go outside. By the way, Bruce cannot go on walks anymore um, for... Well, until it really cools down, he might be able to go on one today, probably okay tomorrow, but uh, anything over like 62 degrees, he gets exhausted and he gets so hot and he can't cool himself that it's flat out dangerous. He walks in yesterday from the walk and he's just struggling to breathe. (laughs) And then he pukes like his entire breakfast. And everything else that's in his stomach. And and like, uh uh-oh. That's a little, uh, I don't know what comes first. Heat exhaustion or heat stroke or or whatever. But he he was 
burning up. Poor guy. So we've got strict orders from the boss. No walks. If we do, we can only take him like two houses down and bring him back. None of these long walks. He just cannot hang. All right. Oh, my God. I'm so behind. Gift of Life Michigan is encouraging you, if you are within the state of Michigan, to head to the website golm.org. That stands for Gist, Gift of Gist, Gosh darn it, Gift of Life Michigan. dot org. G-O-L-M dot org. Take one minute and fill out the organ donor registry form. This is legally binding. If in the event that you pass away, uh, untimely, you know, uh, I, I'm hoping I'm, I'm hoping no one dies. Um, but um, and for in some circumstances, I, I even hate discussing it. These things do happen. Um, if you go before your time, <clears throat> your organs are harvested and you can save eight lives and improve the lives of more than 100 more. G-O-L-M.org. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about this on the show. If you are without, uh, I mean, outside of the state of Michigan, but still in the U.S., you're going to need to go to registerme.org. That is the National Organ Donor Registry. Um, If this happens, the first thing they're going to do is make sure to see if you've done this. Because quite literally, in in short order, uh, those precious organs will be harvested and then phone calls will be made to recipients waiting to get their lives saved. That's remarkable to think about. So um, two lungs save two lives. Two kidneys save two lives. A liver, a pancreas, intestines, a heart. Uh, liver can be divided up into actual pieces. A third of your liver can save a life, for God's sake. I know this is a difficult conversation, and it might, you might be like cringing a little bit, but hey, you can't take it with you. They're going to cut you open, take them out, sew you back up. Your loved ones are going to mourn. You're going to go up and see baby Jesus, and your organs are going to be alive and well down here on planet Earth. Registerme.org if you're outside of the state of Michigan. G-O-L-M.org if you are within the state of Michigan. Shout out to Blue Frost IT. Tech support for the show comes from them. If I ever have any trouble, uh, I just call them. They log in and fix it. I don't, but I also have the presence of mind knowing that if I do, I just call. I don't have to start from scratch. If you, if you're not like me and something goes wrong, you got to reach out. You got to, you know, figure out a lot of things that's going to take time before they can actually fix it. Okay. Um, that's not the case. If you are already signed up with them as your managed it service provider, blue frost, it online at bluefrostit.com. Six one six two hundred eighty five fifty. Allen from Blue Frost IT is going to join me 
uh, for Tech Tuesday today, which is kind of more like just, hey, Alan, what have you been doing? What's it like now raising two kids? Are you getting any sleep? Are you still having sex? I said to him, I go, yeah, man, it's kind of like a long form ad with you and I, but maybe you can have some sex advice. Ask Alan any question you want. That's today at seven o'clock. Okay. Um, I want to mention this too. This is, uh, if you are in to bike racing and in this uh, case, off-road gravel racing, you need to consider the dirty donut race. Excuse me. Uh, Right around the corner, the Dirty Donut Race offers three different races. The 22-miler, 41-miler, and a 61-miler gravel race. June 4th, the race will start and finish at the Martin High School in Martin, Michigan. Look at this dude. He's so happy to be there. All right. All different skill levels, different distances. He's so happy. This dude's going to catch him, though. You can tell it's coming. Um, these are these uh, uh, less traveled roads. So it's just sweet, man. And uh, thanks to them, they're um, uh, working with me, and my logo is going to be all over the place at the Dirty Donut Race. Hopefully, they will sell out. I'm thinking they will. So what you need to do is go to DirtyDonutRace.com for this June 4th race. Click on Registration and sign up. I've got a code. Where is it? Uh Uh-huh. If you, at checkout, enter Zane22, you will save, I believe, 10% on your race fee. Look at the jersey. That is the sweet jersey for the Dirty Donut. All right. There you go. Thanks to them. Uh, neat little, uh, partnership I have going on with, uh, my friends over at the dirty donut race. <sighs> all right. Where was I? Okay. You know, it was just a week ago that, um, we featured the story about the guy who escaped that six foot nine inch giant who escaped with the help of that fifty-something-year-old um, woman, and then they kind of they they like they didn't really go anywhere. They kind of like stayed in the general area. They were discovered in I think uh, Evansville, Indiana, and uh, they were picked up. There was a short car chase, and then the chick said, "Oh well, I guess it didn't work out. I'll just shoot myself in the head." I I cannot believe. How brainwashed she must have been. She worked at the prison for years. I guess had a relationship with this giant murderer for a period of time. And then he convinced her to let her out, let him out of prison. And she like went with him. There was no chance they're going to get away with it. He's two stupid people. Uh, And now she's dead. Dude's back in jail. The whole thing was fucked. All right. With that in mind, three people have escaped from a Louisiana detention facility. They're juveniles. 
Tiwan Lafitte, 17 years old, Navariah Lane, 17 years old, and Jeremiah Durham, 15, all escaped from the Ware Youth Center in Cushada, Louisiana, just before 3 a.m. on Saturday. Lafitte has been charged with attempted first-degree murder. Lane charged with attempted second-degree murder. And Durham charged with armed robbery. All three are considered armed and dangerous. Or at least dangerous. In fact, this story is a few days old. They might actually be in custody now. I should probably check. Um, yes, they, they, they have been picked up. They were found in Houston. So that's good. That's really good. But that's not all of the story. How did they escape? She helped them escape. That's right. Victoria, Victoria Tune or Victoria Tune. I'm going to say Tune. She's a 21-year-old, probably had sex with all three of these guys at the same time. Well, she worked at the jail, and she let these assholes out. The same damn thing. 21-year-old security guard at the juvenile facility. Video footage showed 21-year-old security guard Victoria Tune taking the trio off the premises in a white 2010 Pontiac G6. They were not alerted until 6.50 the next day when the incoming day shift employees noticed that the three were missing. Um, at the time, the three juveniles were wanted for simple escape. Tune was wanted for three counts of accessory to simple escape. So the update. Three teens who escape with guards help found. Oh, shit. I think I got to have a subscription to the Houston Chronicle. There we go. Might even be able to have a uh, video story that goes along with this. And I'll probably screw it up. And then you'll all laugh at me and my heart will break. A juvenile detention center in northwest Louisiana with the help of a prison guard have been captured. 17-year-old Navariah Lane, 15-year-old Jeremiah Durham, 17-year-old Taiwan Lafitte escaped the Ware Youth Center in Cushada earlier, uh, early on Saturday morning with the help of a security guard, 21-year-old Victoria Toon. Lane, Durham, Lafitte, and Toon were all captured just after midnight at a motel in Houston. Oh. A relative of one of the escapees was also arrested. You know what was going on when they got to the hotel. We had uh, a full vacancy in all two days' holes. Arrested. Lane, Durham, and Lafitte will be extradited back to Louisiana where they will face additional charges for the escape. Toon will be booked with three counts of accessory to simple escape. Yeah, um... The three dudes who, uh, who, who, the three black dudes were like, oh, it was worth it. It was worth it.
because you can see what went down on Brazzers. If you were to go to Brazzers, you'd be able to see all of that chronicled, including the cops burst kicking in the door. Chris says, I bet it stunk in that room. Train being ran. Oh, I can guarantee you there was some serious sex about this. All right. By the way, um, Wycon Rob says, dirty donut. Where is Jamingo? That's a good, that's a good point. I, sh- I wish I would have been thinking about that. Damn it. Donut, 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 fat, fat, fat. Yeah, I missed um, the show yesterday, the big uh, Boomer Bunker show. I wonder how many slurs were said on the big show. Hang on, my throat is killing me. The funk in the room could be smelled three doors down. I guess um, what the uh, the big lesson here is um, is it's about time. Um, what we're learning is women cannot be. We have found another profession that women cannot do. Okay, um, women are powerless to criminal dick. And so they are in great danger working in this field. So I think the only thing that we can do to keep this from happening to so that murderers don't wander our streets is to ban all women from jails or prisons that have men in them because the insatiable sexual appetite of a woman And we have a wide range of ages in this story. You have a 21-year-old and a 50-something-year-old, the other chick, the chick, the blonde chick with the stupid overbite who's now dead. They are not fit to work in that environment because women crave dick. And, I mean, seriously, if you are like a family member of someone who goes to, a, let, let's say you have a son who winds up in prison and you're a mom and you go to the prison, you're going to end up being wooed by one of the other criminals and you're going to end up trying to help that person escape and probably wind up dead. So I guess uh, the best way to, to describe this is women should not be allowed to be guards and they should frankly not allowed to be in any, only men can work in prisons and only men can visit inmates. A prison is no place for a woman. And that's, that's a, that is what it needs to be where we've just learned it. And it's not like I'm being misogynistic or mean or anything like that. I would never dream of that. The proof is in the jizz. Okay. Uh, you've got one woman dead. You've got a 21-year-old who escapes, uh, helps these three guys escape and gets uh, a train run on her, and now she's going to spend significant time behind bars all because she could not resist BBC. So, yes, I'm going to uh, make the bold statement 
that uh, we have found yet another occupation along with any type of driving job that a woman should not be allowed to do. And I'm sorry, ladies, if you're hearing this and you're, you're rolling your eyes, but it's for the safety of the planet. Okay. If you want to be a, uh, a, 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 a person who is a, a security guard or a prison guard, um, Aram says women's prison should have women guards. No, I disagree because some women, uh, love vagina. You know, a woman can never get her sexual orientation straight. You go to any woman in America, <clears throat> okay, and on Monday, she's into guys. And then on Tuesday, she's into women. And then on Wednesday, she's into guys. And on, then on Thursday, she's into women that look like guys. And then on Friday, she's into guys that look like women. And all women have this internal struggle. Most do a good job of hiding it, but some don't, okay? Uh, the honest ones. But they all experience this. So... That's what, that's what we need to focus on. Kenny points out that I'm digging a deep hole here. Look, the truth will set you free, Kenny. Okay? Why don't you shut up? You're single. It's because you're not being honest. You need to go outside and proclaim these facts outside of your residence. And then you might even be able to get one to play defender with you. Maureen says the proof is in the jizz. Great quote. You see, Maureen understands. She's probably a lesbian right now. <clears throat> Maury, Boomer Bob says, will do a special episode with those three men deciding who's the father of her baby. Can you imagine the when she gets, when she is like, because uh, she had to be arrested, the chick, all right? Uh, when they said, all right, we got to do a cavity search. And, uh, you know, he puts on the glove and he's like, oh my God, his hand, uh, fuck Jesus. Hopefully it's a, it's going to be a woman, but basically they just have to let her drip dry. I'm guessing Jesus horrible. What a disgusting thing. And don't blame me. I didn't do it. I didn't do a damn thing. I mean, come on now. All right. Uh, let's see. Where are we going now? Okay. California officer uh, had to enter a home. Ca uh, San Jose police officer Matthew um, Dominguez, 32-year-old cop, responded to a disturbance call. Um, he was arrested on Thursday though, because something bad happened in connection with the April 21 incident. Dominguez, Dominguez, do I say, I think it's Dominguez. Yeah, it is Dominguez. Dominguez and two other officers had responded to a home in the evening, 6 30 PM on April 21. Uh, where a family said they had a restraining order against their son who suffered from mental illness. That's terrible. And he showed up. The kid showed up. So they called the cops and go, you got to get him out of here, man. It's bad. So Dominguez and two other cops. Now, Dominguez is in deep shit. 
Once at the scene, Dominguez took the lead investigative role. He's getting questions. He's asking questions, getting answers. He's writing them down. A statement of facts. He began questioning the family's 23-year-old daughter, the mom, everybody that was in there. They noticed the other cops that, um, well, I'm going to save that part of the story. <clears throat> the daughter gave the location of the brother. Dominguez sent the other two cops to find him in the house. Dominguez uh, continued to uh, work his way around the home, looking at things, and uh, was again talking to the 23-year-old sister in view of his body camera, which uh, was seen. No big deal. Uh, around 40 minutes into the investigation, the daughter asked the officer what she should do with her brother's uh, GPS monitor. I guess he had like a, a tether. I don't know. When she went to retrieve it, Dominguez followed her, the 23-year-old, and they were then joined by the mother referred to as uh, Ms. S in the story. The daughter then handed the device to him. Uh, she was, yeah, this is the, uh, this is the tether. And then um, while standing there in front of the 23 year old, the mom witnessed officer Dominguez unzip his pants Place his hands down and began rubbing his cock. Prosecutor said. Simultaneously, the daughter is looking at him do this. So he just is like, everything's been above board. The other two are getting the dude who needs to be getting out of, gotten out of the house. Dominguez here in a mug shot. Says, Okay. I'll uh, follow you over and you can give me the, uh, and then he, with, with reckless abandon, he doesn't, I mean, it was, he was in, he was really liking the 23 year old and he couldn't help himself. Apparently he had a, they said he took a, a, a big interest in the 23 year old, the chick. And rather than going to the back, Hey, can I use your restroom and just rubbing one out, which would have saved him, you know, a, a, a jail sentence. He just unzips right there in front of her. There hasn't been any indication that there's any type of uh, reciprocal response from her or anyone of the residents. And in full view of the mom, he puts his hands down his pants and starts rubbing his cock. The mother then asked her daughter for a glass of water which she mistakenly offered the officer. The mother again asked for water and Dominguez then followed the woman into the kitchen and turned around to face the mother. At that point, she saw officer Dominguez's penis outside of his pants, fully exposed. <laughs> the mother and daughter ran out of the house and the daughter contacted her uncle and told him what happened. Now, they write in the story what allegedly happened. So I wonder if they're suggesting that there's a lie going on here. I don't know. I mean, I guess you have to say allegedly. I believe that this happened. 
It's just too crazy to think it's too, it would be too wild of a story. It has to be true. The, the father referred to as Mr. A ran into the house and saw Dominguez facing out of the kitchen with a stiff penis in his left hand and his right hand on the counter. So he's, he's actually going for it. He's feverishly heating up the German war helmet. The 23 year old was so beautiful or he was so into her. He's just going to whip it out in front of them and take care of business. Now, I don't know about you, but if there's any living being within earshot of my wife and I, I cannot perform. Okay. With the exception of the dog on the bed, which for some reason is not a, have you ever done that? Have you ever like boned with the dog laying at the foot of the bed? That's happened in our house. And she's like, Oh God, Benny's here. I ah, don't worry. He don't care. Oh, Jesus weird. I go, ah, he, he's not going to move. It's fine. It's, it's fine. Okay. Am I the only one who bones with the dog in the bed? Show of hands. Have you ever boned with the dog actually in the bed? Kyle says, yes, the cats lay on the bed. We put blankets over them. It should be noted that the sex Kyle is having is man on man. It is man on man, but sex going on on the bed with the cat. A whole new meeting to stop or I'll shoot. Great Gabagool says, you idiot. Tyler says, yep, they refuse to leave and I don't really care at that point. Oh, yeah, I'm with you. I even, if there's any debris on the bed, Benny eats it. (laughs) I'm kidding. I can't go that far. It's ridiculous. All right. Anyway. Back to this. Um, the cop made eye contact with the uncle who promptly turned around, turned around and left the house. Two minutes later, officer Dominguez walked out of the kitchen, out of the house and went back to investigating the incident. So he knows they saw him flogging the dolphin. The incident was reported to the other officers at the scene. Dominguez was placed on administrative leave and was walked out of the department by San Jose police chief, Anthony Mata on Thursday. Had that been a female police chief, she would have blown him and said, it's okay. Last week I said that when officer, an officer violated the public's trust or engages in criminal conduct, I would personally walk that officer out the door today. I did it. He said in a statement. The incident came amid a series of controversies that have engulfed the San Jose police department in recent weeks involving several officers who have been treated for various allegations of misconduct. This is crazy. What, what could possibly, what type of defective nature could be um, happening there that you could be conducting an investigation, just trying to get someone out of the house who shouldn't be there. And you're talking to 
the person giving you an eyewitness statement, which is a 23-year-old sister of the person who should not be be there, and you just, uh-huh, and then he said, uh-huh, and then, excuse me a minute, and then just whip it out and just, oh, oh yeah, uh-huh, and then, oh, and then you, you make eye contact with the mom and continue to do that, and then the uncle, and you continue to do that, and then God knows where you left the leavings, and then just continue on with your work. That's a that's the work of a psychopath right there. That is um that's serial killer type stuff. That is so bizarre. That requires um that's like pre crime, you know. From uh, what's the name of that uh, movie with Tom Cruise? Great movie, Minority Report. That is that that's what that is. Um, he's going to be shooting up a market one day you need to just shoot this guy now right in the face that's that's what uh, i i'm not even kidding and to be 32 years old to have this isn't the first time this has happened this is uh this is probably a long long history of damaging moments that have probably affected people for years and years and years and he's been so used to manipulating people he had to up the game in order to get the sexual bizarro sexual satisfaction that he needed this is just twisted and sick oh my god it just happened well the incident happened in april but the story just kind of started making the rounds now jeez Whew. all right my policy shop insurance. We talked about Frank Fuss some time ago. Thank you so much, Frank. I appreciate you being on. Uh, Full House Comedy. Comedy in West Michigan. Well, pretty much most of the week now. In some cases, Wednesday through Sunday, depending on the week. What you need to do is go to fullhousecomedy.com and see where the shows are in West Michigan. There's several venues. You got the Park Theater in Holland. You got Billy's Lounge in Grand Rapids. You got the Listening Room. You've got the Grand Rapids Comedy Club, which is part of Creston Brewing. You have Howard City Lanes. You've got Rockford Lanes. I think Spectrum Lanes. But I haven't seen it, haven't heard about a show there in a while. You got Back Alley Comedy Club in Muskegon. All places where you can the Rockford Corner Bar. All places where you can see comedy under the umbrella of Full House Comedy. Online at fullhousecomedy.com. Go see a show. Mention me. Uh, when you, uh, when you go there, thank to whoever may, might be running the show. I appreciate that very much. Okay. Um, we're going to do smarter than a former drug dealer trivia guy named Steve. Steve Pierce is going to take on Dale in 33 minutes. So be looking for that on Patreon. Okay. But I'm going to leave it right there. I've got the asshole of the day to get to the Buffalo terrorists yesterday. Who is going to be your asshole of the day today? Could it be Aram for his horrible hypocrisy? Oh, that was just embarrassing. By the way, Joanna is a significant other. She's so sweet. I just wanted to say that out loud to make sure I wouldn't forget the name because you know how I am. What's your uh, wife's name? Christina? No, Joanna. <laughs> All right, who was your asshole of the day? We talked about going to the vet. The day just got busier because Benny 
raw rolled in something terrible. YMCA. Um, Dear Meathead tomorrow. Big Ken. Ah, ah, ah. You're like, why do you always do that? Well, that's what we did. For some reason, that was what we did. We'd see Big Ken 30 years ago in the drawers. Big Ken. Ah, ah, ah. Help wanted. Dumpster divers. Nestor Cortez. A cancellation attempt on him. Crazy bitch helps three dudes uh, escape from prison. Uh, Officer beat off. Cole writes, asshole of the day, Aram gets my vote. uh, Jerking off cop is a close second, though. Oh, come on. Absolutely, Aram. You're saying Aram should be the asshole of the day? There's not a there's not a, a a mean bone in that guy's body. All right. Well, I'm like Pontius Pilate in this one. Uh you're like give us the robbers. Give us the murder. Give us Barabbas. I don't even know my Bible uh stories. I I, I regrettably I, I give this to Aram, but I don't agree, you animals. That's a horrible choice for the asshole of the day. How could you take someone so sweet? That is terrible. He's probably going to cry now. My God, I don't know about that one. Hey, thanks for being here. My time is done. The show is over. I'll talk to you on Patreon, and I will talk to you uh, on Smarter Than a Former Drug Dealer Trivia. Till next time, have a good one, folks. Bye-bye. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, 
visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.